Hello to everyone who is reading this blog's post. I hope you all are safe and enjoying your life. So today I am back with the hottest topic or extremely searched term and yeah you are thinking is correct it is none other than the internet. It plays a significant role in our daily lives. Here I am talking about how the internet works and can this vast network termed, internet, be collapsed? This article is divided into two major or core questions shown above and also divided into many sub-questions. So without wasting any time, let's just jump on it. Before we start let me give you some stats. In the year 2000, only 52% of U.S. adults used the internet, one in 2018, that number jumped to 89%. In 2013, U.S. adults who didn't use broadband internet at home but owned smartphones was just 8%. In 2018, that number increased to 20%. As you might have guessed, the internet didn't always look this way, nor was it so popular. In fact, in the year 2000, only 52% of U.S. adults said they used the internet, but in 2018, that number jumped to 82%. Now to understand anything clearly we should see its past means history. This is what we're gonna do. A brief history of how did the internet came into existence? Image Credit SysNetSolutions.com. On October 29, 1969, an organization called ARPANET, Advanced Research Projects Agency, launched the first iteration of the Internet, also known as ARPANET, connecting four major computers at the University of Utah, UCSB, UCLA, and Stanford Research Institute. When this network of computers was connected, universities were able to access files and transmit information from one organization to the other, as well as internally. As researchers developed the system, they continued to connect computers from other universities, including MIT, Harvard, and Carnegie Mellon. Eventually, ARPANET was renamed Internet. At this beginning stage who uses this Internet? In its earliest days, the Internet was only used by computer experts, scientists, engineers, and librarians who had to learn a complicated system in order to use it, but as the technology improved and consumers adapted, it became an essential tool for people around the globe. Remember those big computers and a heavy task to type on them and get the output. But now everything is completely changed. When did the consumer begin using the internet? As the internet's development continued to evolve and shift focus, the National Science Foundation discontinued its sponsorship of the internet's backbone, SNET, in May of 1995. This change lifted all commercial use limitations on the internet and ultimately, allowed the internet to diversify and grow rapidly. Shortly after, AOL, CompuServe, and Prodigy joined Delphi to offer commercial internet service to consumers. The debut of Wi-Fi and Windows 98 in the late 90s marked the tech industry's commitment to developing the commercial element of the internet and from now on we all know that how we use the internet on regular basis means it is estimated that 3 billion people use the internet, many of whom use the internet on daily basis to help them get the works done or collaborations, meetings, or to search their queries like we are discussing right now. How does the internet work? Now that you have some background on the evolution of the internet, let's tackle the question at hand, how does the internet work? The internet is a worldwide computer network that transmits a variety of data and media across interconnected devices. It works by using a packet routing network that follows internet protocol, IP, and transport control protocol, TCP. What happens when you type something on your web browser? Let's be practical. Step 1, your PC or device is connected to the web through a modem or router. Together, these devices allow you to connect to other networks around the globe. 
Your router enables multiple computers to join the same network while a modem connects to your ISP, Internet Service Provider, which provides you with either cable or DSL Internet. Step 2. Type in a web address, known as a URL, Uniform Resource Locator. Each website has its own unique URL that signals to your ISP where you want to go. Step 3. Your query is pushed to your ISP which connects to several servers which store and send data like a NAP server, network access protection, and a DNS, domain name server. Next, your browser looks up the IP address for the domain name you typed into your search engine through DNS. DNS then translates the text-based domain name you type into the browser into the number-based IP address. Example, google.com becomes 64.233.191.255. Step 4. Your browser sends a hypertext transfer protocol, HTTP, request to the target server to send a copy of the website to the client using TCP IP. Step 5. The server then approves the request and sends a 200 OK message to your computer. Then, the server sends website files to the browser in the form of data packets. Step 6. As your browser reassembles the data packets, the website loads allowing you to learn, shop, browse, and engage. Step 7. Enjoy your search results. How the internet travels means in which medium air or water. Not many people realize that undersea cables transport nearly 100% of transoceanic data traffic. These lines are laid on the very bottom of the ocean floor. They're about as thick as a garden hose and carry the world's internet, phone calls, and even TV transmissions between continents at the speed of light. A single cable can carry tens of terabits of information per second. I'm sure that you are asking the question to your mind that didn't develop satellites and Wi-Fi to transmit signals through the air? Haven't we moved to the cloud? Well, the reality is that the cloud is actually under the ocean. In one shot nope. Even though they might seem behind the times, Fiber-optic cables are actually state-of-the-art global communications technologies. Since they use light to encode information and remain unfettered by weather, cables carry data faster and cheaper than satellites. They crisscross the continents too. A message from New York to California also travels by fiber-optic cable. These systems are not going to be replaced by aerial communications anytime soon. Oh damn! Mind blown? Can this vast network termed, Internet, be ever collapsed or do these undersea cable cuts disrupt it? The biggest problem with cable systems is not technological, it's human. Because they run underground, underwater, and between telephone poles, cable systems populate the same spaces we do. As a result, we accidentally break them all the time. Local construction projects dig up terrestrial lines. Boaters drop anchors on cables. And submarines can pinpoint systems under the sea. Most of the recent media coverage has been dominated by the question of vulnerability. Are global communications networks really at risk of disruption? What would happen if these cables were cut? Do we need to worry about the threat of sabotage from Russian subs or terrorist agents? You have heard these keywords trending. The answer to this is any individual cable is always at risk. Over history, the single largest cause of disruption has been people unintentionally dropping anchors and nets. The International Cable Protection Committee has been working for years to prevent such breaks. To prevent these breaks or cuts these cables today are covered with steel armor and buried beneath the seafloor at their shore ends. The fact is it's incredibly difficult to monitor these lines and it makes sense. Because the ocean is too vast and the lines are simply too long to handle it or repair it. 
Today there are around 380 underwater cables in operation around the world, spanning a length of over 1.2 million kilometers. So that's the end of today's article. I know that today's article has gone too long but it's okay because great things take time to understand. I hope you liked the post if yes then do share it with your friends and tell me that what do you think that undersea cable cuts ever disrupt the internet or this is a vulnerable system give your opinions in the comment below, smiley face, till then, stay safe. I will see you in the next article.